Ladies and gentlemen, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in two minutes. Excellent listening locations are still available all around Showcase Promenade. Due to the use of alcohol and opinions round the lagoon, for your safety, we request that you remain on the promenade side of all railings. During the show, please watch your step and take small children firmly by the hand. Once again, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in just two minutes. Thank you. And welcome to another episode of the Diz Explorers podcast, where each week we explore a different side of the world of Disney. This week we've got a very small crew, since most of the gang is actually in Epcot celebrating the 35th anniversary, and we're very jealous. Very. <laughs> but we've got Adrienne here. Hi. And myself, Jessica, if you don't recognize my voice. Um, and Milford might be able to join us in a little bit if his flight lands soon. But this week, we thought we'd talk about Disney blogging. We've got four bloggers on the troupe, and Adrienne and I are two of them. Adrienne blogs at WDWBound.com, which is a Disney World planning site, and I blog at DuchessOfDisneyland.com, which is about Disneyland. So we thought we'd talk about our experiences from the blogging side of the Disney community, um, which is a very busy part of the Disney community. Um, especially since Adrienne and I both blog about the parks specifically. So um, I guess we can kick it off with the most basic question, which would be why and how did you start blogging about Disney World? I started blogging about two years ago. In fact, October is the second year anniversary of my blog. Congratulations. Thank you. I will say I've been a very sad little blogger lately. I've been very few and in between of my updates, but... I started it just because I am a ridiculous type A planner to the point where I'm made fun of often for that. But, um, <laughs> you know, but I was doing just loads and loads of research on my own on the various trips that my family and I were taking. And my sister just kept encouraging me, you really need to just put it online. You do a lot, you know, put it out there for others that it might help them a little bit. Um, and so I did that with originally the intention of, you know, kind of, I don't know, I guess everybody has aspirations of kind of making it big in the blogging world, but, um, you know, of being a steady go-to kind of website for Disney planning. And I think it still is that, but, um, it's more grown into over the past year or so, again, just kind of how it started. If I'm going in, if I'm really interested in something or if I found something really neat on a trip or I did a lot of research in a specific area, then I will make up a post about that and kind of share it around. But like I said, I've kind of been kind of, kind of a little slack in that it's not a, a weekly thing anymore, which I know you have been amazing at. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
Well, I have to say, <laughs> I post three times a week, but I don't have the added challenge of having two small kids at home. So <laughs> definitely makes it easier for me to meet that criteria. Um, no, but I wanted to ask you, um, do you feel like over time you have changed the kind of content you write about? Because I know for a lot of bloggers, there's this pressure to always be writing about the same thing so that you can keep your existing audience. But at the same time, you want to grow and, and try new things. So how do you feel like what you've written about has changed if it has? Yeah, I, I've dabbled in things here and there over the past couple of years. Sometimes I've gone, I tried to do news for a little bit. Um, you know, if something fresh came out, like today, for example, you know, we found out that there's going to be a roller coaster. The Guardians of the Galaxy ride is going to be a roller coaster um, in Epcot. I, I used to kind of dabble in that direction and make news posts. Um, I did some like in-depth attractions for a while, and I just found one that there wasn't a lot of feedback towards those that didn't tend to be very popular so I just kind of let that fall by the wayside and just kind of stuck with the with the planning I did feel I do feel pressure though to come up with things that are different and not already out there which is hard because the the Disney community is so large and there are so many bloggers that it's hard to find things that haven't already been touched on which might be one of the reasons that I don't blog as often lately, because I feel like everything that I've experienced, other people's have already written about already. Yeah, absolutely. Because you don't want to come across as stealing other bloggers' ideas and you right. want to have it be your own. Right. So anytime I, before I sit down, because as you know, it's so time consuming to come up with an idea, write it all out, do pictures, you know, every part of it that goes with a post, I try to, you know, Pinterest it first the idea and see if there's a thousand different posts that come up or just one or two, you know? No, absolutely. I've done the same thing a lot with um, Pinterest for pictures for my blog. Mm -hmm. If I know that I want to have pictures of a certain attraction or if I'm putting together a photo album or something, um, I'll spend a lot of time searching to make sure that um, the picture that I want to take doesn't exist in a million places in the same way. Right. So that way it doesn't kind of blend in with the others and also look like I'm copying somebody else. Yeah. Now I have a question for you about you brought up pictures. Do you, when you go to the parks, is that a, is that kind of a goal for you when you're there is to take pictures of your own? Yeah, it depends on, on who I'm going to the park with. Um, if I'm visiting with my friends, for example, I, I'll have my camera with me, but it's not like a photo shoot where, okay, I need to go over here and take a picture of this, and I need to go over here and take a, a picture of this. Um, it's more opportunistic. Yeah. So if I'll be standing in line somewhere or if we're just walking around a land, I'll snap a lot of pictures. But um, if I'm going to the park with my mom, for example, she doesn't like roller coasters and she'd be perfectly happy to spend the day just wandering around and not really going on anything. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I'm with her, then we'll spend more time in a certain place, um, taking pictures of what I need, yeah. things that I know that I wouldn't necessarily go visit with my friends, but, um, it's not a priority unless, um, I'm really going there with my mom, which is just a couple of times a year. And that's not to say I don't take pictures with my friends because I absolutely do, but it doesn't get in the way of, of our touring plan, really. Do you feel like since starting your blog, it has colored the way that you tour Disneyland? 
Yeah, you know, that's a really interesting question. I think it has, um, insofar as I have a tendency to just run around when I'm at Disneyland. Um, and I get really excited mm-hmm. about getting from one place to another. And I think that um, having a blog and needing pictures of certain things, especially when I do photo albums of a whole land, has really forced me to stop and, and look around and spend time in one place. And, you know, since I've started doing this blog, I've learned so much about the park that it's kind of like um, the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. And so now when I go to a certain area, um, I kind of go into it with this idea of, oh, there's still more things to find or I'll want to go see something I just learned about. Like uh, an example that comes to mind is when I researched and learned that a piece of Skull Rock is still there in Disneyland behind where Dumbo is. I remember the next time I went to the park, that was like the first place I wanted to go because I wanted to see it. So I think it's a combination of kind of taking in the little details Mm -hmm. and also just appreciating um, kind of the things as I learn them. And, you know, that's turned into my favorite thing to write about on the blog, really. It's just... The, the little details that make Disney stand out from Universal or any other kind of generic theme park. Yeah. I felt like on my most recent trip to Disney World, kind of answering my own question, I found that the way I thought about touring and keeping my own kids happy, because so much of my blog is a, focused on family and traveling with children just because that's what I have the most experience with that um, it did almost, it started to feel like, okay, well, if we do it this way, then I can write about this or, you know what I'm saying? Like I felt, and then I almost had a moment in the last trip that I thought I really need to bring myself back into this vacation time with my family too, you know, cause I blog because I love it. Not because I want it to feel like work. No, that's definitely true because you kind of have to think about the balance between, okay, I need to have this kind of thing for my blog versus what I want to do. Like, I haven't been to every single restaurant at the Disneyland Resort, and there's a couple that I really just have no desire to go to. But at the same time, I think, okay, well, should I still go there so that I can blog about it? Or should I go to the place that I really want to go that I know I'm going to enjoy? So. It's, I guess it's kind of a balancing act between still having this be a resource for other people, but at the end of the day, you do it because you want to do it and write about what's interesting to you. Yes, yes. And that expert thing kind of gets to me sometimes too, not like in a bad way, you know, but just, um, you know, in, in non-Disney life, <laughs> in real world life, you know, you become known as that person. <laughs> oh, absolutely. At, at work, I'm definitely known as the Disney girl, yeah. which I'm not really sure if that's always a compliment or an insult. <laughs> I think it depends. Yeah, it, it depends, depends on the person. <laughs> but it's my most favorite part of of having gone so much and, and kind of putting all the amount of research that I do into posts and traveling just in general is there's nothing I love more than when someone comes up to me in real life and says, hey, I want you to help me plan this trip or what are your recommendations for such and such? That I get the greatest joy from that. No, absolutely. And I think that it's also really re- rewarding to be able to share what you know and helps 
somebody see the park kind of through your eyes and your excitement. One of my coworkers is taking her daughter um, in a couple weeks for like a mommy-daughter weekend, and she was asking me, you know, where can we meet these characters and where can we do this kind of thing? And it made me as excited to give them the ideas as they seem to be about actually it is. Going and doing these things together because I just think it's really fun when you can kind of share in something you're passionate about with someone that may not be that familiar with it yet. Yeah. The only barrier that I've found is I don't, because I've never been to Disneyland, I don't know the cost factor for Disneyland, but for Disney World, it's fairly high. And so I always feel bad when people ask recommendations and I almost have to be like, so what's your budget first? You know what I mean? Like, are you able to drop 200 bucks on a princess meal or? <laughs> Definitely. That's something that I think people don't expect when they ask you that kind of question. Um, I think the only reason Disneyland probably doesn't have the same reputation as Disney World in terms of like extreme expense is just because most people go to Disney World for a week and you can do Disneyland in like two days. But at the end of the day, you know, sure, that may seem like a way smaller number, but if you do price right. per day, exactly. I'm sure it's just not that different. But it's the same exact kind of thing. If someone says, oh, I want to go to a really great rest- restaurant, right. my first question is, okay, well, how much do you want to spend? Because you can go to Steakhouse 55 or you can go to a quick service counter thing. And they're both great, but they're they're very different in terms of expense, right? I agree. Have you, what? Sorry, go ahead. No, go for it. I was going to say, what's been your biggest challenge as a blogger? I think just having, always having enough content to publish every week. I, I do three posts a week, which is a lot. Um, and it's not that I have run out of ideas so much. It's just making sure you're still being yourself because I think it's really easy when you're writing to just kind of talk about like this attraction and this is what it entails and how it works without still having your voice because if someone wanted to read that they could just go on Wikipedia but the reason they would go to a blog is because they want your take and your opinion so get balancing facts with still having your own personality and, and flair and then on a personal, like behind the scenes kind of side, I guess I would say that the challenge would be um, just how much time it actually takes to manage a website. I think before I was a blogger, I didn't understand how much goes into um, everything around your actual posts, right? So there's just managing the website and widgets and headers and all these things I've never heard of. And and then the social media aspect too is is really time consuming. So I mean, you know, because because you blog as well, but it's just the kind of thing that um, something you think, oh, this will just take like a couple of hours a week ends up being a lot more because you have to keep building on what you've already done. Yeah, I feel... I'm wondering how you'll answer. Oh, very similarly. (laughs) Um, For one, I always thought that I was technology savvy until I tried to run a blog. Um. (laughs) Honestly, I've never felt so stupid as when I tried to set up Bluehost. (laughs) Yes. So that I, and coding and every single bit, I know it actually is a legitimate other language, but it feels completely foreign to me. Um, so that was really, that was kind of a blow to my ego, to be honest. And, (laughs) um, so the technology aspect of it and kind of, as you were alluding to the, the time aspect is, really hard for me to manage sometimes the if you really want to um 
if you really want to get out there and you really want to see your website grow, then I feel like you have to have a clear narrative. You have to have consistent content. You have to have new content like you were talking about. You have to have your own twist on things and you were saying your personality and all of that twisted into one takes time and that's hard and like you said I you know I have two young children and thankfully my kids go to bed very early so I have time in the evenings but I also have a full-time job and it's exhausting absolutely and then you were also talking about social media that's um, been one of the most fun aspects but also one of the most challenging it's kind of amazing how how quickly it eats up your time when you're really focusing on yes yes and I used to say on Twitter I would have notifications for all of the connections that I had made with so that I could make sure to interact with people and and that just became overwhelming for me I just couldn't I just couldn't keep up with everybody (laughs) so what social media do you focus on primarily do you kind of have a target Um, I really only do Twitter and Facebook. Um, I have a Snapchat that is personal slash, um, social, like WDW bound. Like I have it for everybody. So if they just really enjoy seeing my coffee on the weekends or whatever, then you're more than welcome to look at it. But, um, and I, I tried to Periscope for a while. I had an Instagram. I'm terrible with Instagram. Um, but Twitter and Facebook are the big ones. And Twitter is probably where I am the most just because it's so easy. Um, I mean, it's time consuming, like I just said, but I have an Apple Watch. And so I just get notifications on my watch and I can hit like or retweet and you know go about my day in less than a second. So I get lots of information that way. Yeah, it's really interesting. I use four types of social media right now. I use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And what I found is that um, I get the most engagement on Twitter and Instagram. So they're the most fun to use because I'm Mm -hmm. interacting with people. But I get the most um, traffic redirected back to my site using um, Facebook and Pinterest. So it's kind of, I don't know how to balance it because I feel like I kind of need all four. And I did forget about Pinterest. I, hands down, that is where the most traffic from my blog comes from. Um, Way beyond Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Mainly because, and I don't know if this is similar to Disneyland, but in Disney World, if you have a blog of any sort, you better make a crowd calendar. And 95% of my blog hits come from a crowd calendar that it doesn't go viral necessarily, but it gets more spread on Pinterest than anything else that I do all year round. And how often do you do the crowd calendar? Once a year, usually around April. Um, once, cause I always look at, um, the big school districts in the country and kind of compare their spring breaks and summer breaks and winter breaks and kind of generate an idea as to how busy the parks might be based on that. And, um, so once those all start coming out around April, I usually get mine together and, and put it out there and by midsummer, it's, it's all over. Well, and midsummer is the busiest time to visit Disney world, right? Yes. Yeah. 
when I yeah when I first started blogging I assumed that the majority of my traffic would come right before peak seasons like mm-hmm. right before summer or Christmas but what I've actually found and it makes perfect sense when I think back on it is that it's it's right before the peak season because yeah. that's when everybody's planning everything and I laugh um I got this sounds terrible and I swear I'm not trying to capitalize on anything but when Irma came through and everybody's plans got derailed I had huge spikes in traffic because everybody was trying to replan and rethink and redo. So yeah, downtimes definitely. Or we had a, like when snow comes through, I think people start thinking sunny weather and <laughs> and I get lots of planning traffic then too. <laughs> okay. So I've got another question for you. As a, a parks blogger, do you feel a lot of pressure to be in the parks all the time? Because I know that that's something I've thought about. I used to live in San mm-hmm. Diego, so it was really easy for me to get to Disneyland basically in a day. But now I live further away and it's it's more difficult, so I go a little bit less often. And it makes me kind of insecure almost. Like, oh, how can you be this authority on Disneyland if you're not there all the time? So I'm just wondering if that's me being super paranoid or if, if that's something that other bloggers share um I I definitely feel pressure to be in the parks more often um and I'd say two years ago our family started going more often and I don't know if there's a correlation there or my husband likes to say that he blames it on the blog but um or we also became a, li- a bit more financially comfortable a couple of years ago, too. So is it just that we were able to do it more often, and that's where we really love to go? Um, plus, we have annual passes, so every time my boss looks at me sideways, I'm like, I swear it's the cheapest vacation I can take right now. Because um, <laughs> once you get the tickets out of the way, everything else is kind of easy. Uh, right, once you're past the AP, you're yeah. golden. Exactly. I'm like, my kids can split meals. I can split meals. I've, I rent DVC points to get our hotels, you know, everything else I can get down to a minimum. So I don't, but I do feel like, I think that maybe one of the reasons that I feel like I'm always just going to kind of be a hobbyist blogger because I'm not, I'm just not able. I think the big ones for Disney World, like WDW Prep School and Kenny the Pirate, they're there multiple times a year. Kenny the Pirate, I think, lives in Orlando, maybe, or nearby. And they're there all the time. They're able to do the pass holder previews. They're able to be there day one for new openings and things like that. And um, and I'm just not able to do that. But so, yeah, I do feel like I'm, I, I don't know how to word it exactly, but I do feel like maybe there is that pressure to if you're going to really be the expert and really be in the know, you need to be in the parks. Definitely. This this really came up for me this past summer with the Summer of Heroes in California Adventure. And like the next day, all these bloggers had reviews of all the food and the show. Yeah. And obviously, I couldn't do that. I couldn't be there that quickly. And it made me think, oh, maybe I shouldn't you know, be doing this if there are other people that can get this scoop yeah. way before I can. But I just try to remind myself that, you know, you can still contribute something and you don't have to be the first to do everything. But I think that's just me getting in my own head of, of wanting to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. I, I mean, I felt the same when people were at the very first Halloween party or the, the day food and wine opens in Epcot. 
And again, the next day, there's pictures upon pictures of all this food. And, you know, it's just not, that's just not in the cards for me. Even though I just got a text from my husband and he said he's threatening to move to Orlando. So. (laughs) That doesn't sound like a threat. (laughs) I know. My children ask that every time we leave. Why can't we just move here? I was like, well, it's either Disney World or Grandma. You got to pick one. So, (laughs) so far, Grandma wins. Now, when you write your blog posts, are you trying to target someone like you with, with small kids that go to the park, or are you trying to be more more broadly, not that that's not a broad audience, but basically to anyone, or are you kind of tailoring it toward moms with small children? I think I definitely, I blog towards what I know, and I, and I definitely know families with small children Sometimes, I mean, I have a little bit on there about like multi-generational trips because I've done with grandma and grandpa and aunts and uncles and that kind of thing too. But um, yeah, definitely, because that's what I'm looking into the most for myself. What, what rides are going to be appropriate for them? How do I get the most out of a day trip with toddlers knowing that I've got to put a break in there in the afternoon? And so that's definitely where I head. What about you? That's something I've thought about a lot because I know that my touring situation is unique even for a park that's a little bit more of a local park like Disneyland because I don't travel with small children um, or a big family usually. So I guess what, what I my approach is to be a lot more general and instead of, okay, here's where you should go with your stroller to watch the fireworks. And I do do that sometimes, but I would say that the majority of my posts are something like, how to score the most points on the Astro Blasters because that's something that anybody could do and it doesn't really matter what what your touring group situation is. Right. Um, Or I'll I'll do posts about here's a little hidden detail that you could find that whether you're by yourself or you're with a huge family as you're walking through somewhere you could find it. So um, I tend to shy away from posts that deal with like little kids or, or with older family members because... Um, I just feel like since that's not my experience when I go to Disneyland, I really don't have a right to tell other people this is what you should do and this is what you shouldn't do because if I were in their situation, I would want someone like me saying, I've lived it and here's what you should do. You know, And that's one of the things I love about your blog, that you're able to say, hey, I'm in your exact situation and this is what you should do and this is why it works. So I think that that's a really awesome approach to have. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, and... Like I said, it's just kind of how my blog came into being anyway, was this is the kind of stuff that I was looking into. But I found that it, because that's kind of where my focus is, I don't know as much about other things. I had a lady message me on Facebook a couple of months ago about renting um, wheelchairs and electric wheelchairs. And I had to go research it because I've never had to do that or experience it. So I wasn't sure. And then the last time I was in the parks, now that someone's asked me that question, I'm curious about it. The last time we were there, I was looking at all the different motorized wheelchairs and where they were getting them from, if it was from Disney World or from outer, like different rental places in Orlando. Um, so it's made me think about things differently too. Ugh, isn't that the worst when somebody asks you a question and you can't answer it? <laughs> yes. Like I'm letting myself down, not even you. I'll figure it out for you, but I've let myself down. (laughs) But I do find that I do things so differently 
and that my experience is different from everybody else's experience. And I feel like that's something that might help me to grow as a blogger is to remind myself that not everybody is living the same park experience that I do and to expand what I see and what I experience in the parks that way. So since we're talking about growing your blog, let me ask you, um, do you ever set like concrete goals for your blog? And they don't necessarily have to be like, you know, I want to grow it by this many page views or something a month. But just people have asked me that before, like if, if I have goals for content or something. So I guess if, just for an example, if I had to answer that question, I think in the past year I've really been trying to expand like the types of content that I release with, with photo albums or with um, an in-depth look of, of one piece of the park, like the castle, like the history of, of how it was built the way it was. Um, and that wasn't something I'd done before. So I'm just wondering if you kind of have that motivation in your head of here are the goals that I want to accomplish. Um, not so much. I, I definitely don't do concrete goals, but I do compare. And I guess it is a, a growth in readership is the main goal. But I do compare month to month, not necessarily like August to September, but September 2017 compared to September 2016. And I always want to make sure that I see growth. And I try to look back at, say, my most popular posts or something that was received particularly well and grow from that. So it's, it's much more vague goals. But no, I don't, I don't put, I want an extra 10,000 views this month or an extra, um, you know, or more comments on my Facebooks or anything like that. I don't do anything. Yeah, I guess since I look at it as a hobby, it really wasn't something I thought about until somebody asked me. <laughs> My main goal, really, is just to actually sit down and write a blog. <laughs> well, you know, that's a big goal in and of itself. <laughs> I know, I know, it really is. <gasps> well, is there anything coming up on your blog that you want to give a shout-out to or, or maybe talk about? Um... No, but I'm always interested to see what other people want to hear um like like I said I I tend to post from where from my own experiences but I always want to expand those experiences and I've thought about posts about different attractions like maybe the lesser popular attractions like doing posts on those to kind of are they still worth it should they be fixed you know, those kind of things, or I don't know. It's so hard to keep up with Disney World. There's so many changes constantly. Like a new part of Hollywood Studios just opened this week with a new restaurant. And <laughs> Grand Avenue opened and it's called Bar Tap Bar Line, something like that. I can't remember. Um, but my sister was actually the one who was messaging me going, have you seen this? This food looks amazing. We have to go there. And I'm like, we only have so much time. <laughs> well, and so much ground to cover, right? Yeah. And Disney Springs is humongous these days. I can't keep up with Disney Springs at all. That, that's Crystal. We'll just let her do that. Yeah, Crystal <laughs> needs her own, her own blog about Disney Springs. <laughs> she really does. She really does. For me, I would just say um, that I'm going to the Halloween party this weekend, so I'll have a report yeah. um, about all the brand new California Adventure Halloween decorations, which, you know, for the Disneylanders, we're very excited because this is something brand new for us to experience. Um, 
and we're, I'm really looking forward to seeing all the changes. So is this new, this Halloween thing? Because they've always done parties, but it seems like it's suddenly bigger. So in the past, um, there's been a little bit of decor, but really not that much. Of, of course, Disneyland always goes all out for Halloween. Um, and from what I understand, when they first started doing the Halloween party, they actually started it in California Adventure, um, and then it moved over to Disneyland. But for the most part, California Adventure's Halloween stuff has been pretty lackluster. Um, but this year, they're completely mm-hmm. doing it up. So Buena Vista Street, which is their equivalent of Main Street, um, has Oogie Boogie from The Nightmare Before Christmas up over the gates. Um, and then there's bats flying out of the buildings. And then Cars Land has a complete overhaul. Oh. Um, where two of the attractions have overlays. The whole land has been redone um, with different decor over the facades and and it just looks really cool. And they're calling it Halloween. Oh, that's so kind of cute. It should be really cute. I'm, I'm really excited to see it. Speaking of posts that I've thought of upcoming, I've, I've been struggling lately with something Halloween related because I did so much last year for my first um, Halloween party that this year, yeah, that we've, you know, we've done it and experienced it this year and the party itself wasn't that different. So I wasn't quite sure where to go with that. So that's kind of where I'm brainstorming these days. Um, and something Christmassy because we're going for our first Christmas party this year. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, Disneyland doesn't do the, the Christmas party, so I'm really excited I to hear it. I'm going to have to figure out what to do because my kids during this Halloween party didn't want to do anything but get candy. And so I'm like, at Christmas, I mean, there's cookies, but you can only eat so many cookies in the park. Yeah, not really the same as trick-or-treating. It's not the same. <laughs> so I don't know what we're going to do. We're, that's what I've got to figure out. Well, the good news for you is Mama's in charge, right? Mama gets to set the rules. <laughs> At this point, we've decided that the kids are really just accessories. Like, it's the trips are for the adults at this point. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, no, thank you so much for sharing. Because, I mean, I don't often get the chance to talk with other bloggers kind of about the thought process behind everything. So it's really interesting to hear, especially from someone who writes about Disney World as opposed to Disneyland, which I see all day long. So... <laughs> Me too. I'm always curious to see how other people think and do things and how they feel about things, doing things similarly or differently or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of cool that we can talk about, you know, the two parks on opposite coasts and still kind of have relatable community experiences. <laughs> I know. We should have had Melanie for her cruise. and Well, she ditched us, so that's <laughs> her fault. But <laughs> I know, it's true. Totally missed out. Well, thank you, and thanks to everybody that tuned into this episode of the Diz Explorers. If you'd like to find out more about our podcast or catch up on other episodes, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and TuneIn Radio, um, and YouTube for just audio. Um, you can find all of that information, plus all of the Troopers' individual social media accounts, on our website at DizExplorers.com. Um, and you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest at the Diz Explorers. Um, so thanks so much for listening and we'll be back next week with brand new episodes. So talk to you then.